0: Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, FearscapePodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it enjoy the show. The following
1: program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that explores the legends and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time. So... Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another spooky edition of Fearscape here on 100.9 FM WCHQ and the Destination Nation Network. I am your host, Stefan Gearhart, joined by my other host, as always, Mr. Josh Rutledge. How are you? I'm doing great. Man, you look... Dapper? Dapper? Dapper, yeah, I was going to say dapper <laughs> Man, talk about Having creepy ketchup already uh, Dapper is exactly the word I was going to say, uh, no, thank you all so much For tuning in as usual to Fearscape Your home for all things spooky And weird, uh, we've got a fun Episode for you today, we got An opportunity to go out to Jailhouse Pizza in Brandenburg, Kentucky This is in Meade County, Kentucky uh, Some of you may recall We had done an episode of The haunting of Me- mead county and covered some spooky stories there and held off on jailhouse because it was much bigger than the rest of them so we're here now yeah and uh gotta talk about it you gotta talk about it and man i'm just gonna tell you right now the pizza was bomb (laughs) it was really good uh but before we get into that let's jump into some spooky news because i got two stories for you tonight okay two so we're gonna jump into spooky news All right, so like I said, got some spooky news The first one is super fun Uh, It's it's from Fox News, I know, I know know. (laughs) But uh, it's originally from the New York Post Oh, there we go Yeah But it says, Airbnb CEO says guests once complained because a haunted listing was a little too haunted Yeah, man That's what I'm talking about Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky has opened up About the weirdest complaint a user has ever made And it involves a debatably friendly ghost Named Stanley Not Casper Yeah Stanley Uh, So Chesky says One day a customer calls us and says That they want a full refund And we say Why do you want a full refund? And they said Because the house is haunted And there's a ghost in the house So, Chesky's team needed to verify the claim and rang the host, assuming they would deny that their property was haunted and lacking any supernatural photographic evidence, it would be a case closed. Well, according to Chesky, unfortunately, the host confirms the ghost, says that it's a friendly ghost named Stanley, and that the ghost Stanley is indeed listed in the listing description. So, we read the listing, and Stanley was mentioned. So when Airbnb pointed this out to the spooked guest, they clarify that their issue was not with Stanley's presence, but that he was not friendly. (laughs) (laughs) So she says, yes, we knew about Stanley. That's why we booked it, Chesky says about the guest. But Stanley has been harassing us all night. Chesky was at a loss. Um, How do you adjudicate that? He asked. There is no playbook for this stuff. Uh Stanley the ghost of questionable amicability tops Chesky's list of strange air boo and bee issues. Let's oh, see what they did there. But he says the company gets millions of customer calls and many are bizarre. So <laughs> So what's really what's
0: really interesting about that, and I didn't realize this until recently, that's like a whole sub segment of people that look specifically look for Airbnb listings that are like haunted. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna lie i've I, I, it's one of the things I check when I'm looking whenever I use airbnb so you know I, mean, that's just,
0: I didn't know that it existed i mean is there a classification can you sort on that <gasps> uh I don't think so but there should be there probably should be yeah absolutely like a whole
1: you know untapped market I, well i mean it's not untapped at the moment i mean if people are are looking true but if you're not advertising it I mean somebody legit should come out with Air Boo and B. Like I
0: <laughs> It probably already exists and it's for negative reviews of Airbnb. Oh, that
1: kind of boo. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> uh so the next story I have comes from uh a British publication called The Independent. Um and it says the headline reads, Alien life could be more common than we thought scientists say. And uh let's see here. Uh, This comes from writer Andrew Griffin. He says, Alien life could be more common than we thought, according to scientists, but any extraterrestrial life out in the universe is likely to inhabit a very different star system, very far away, the researchers conclude. The new study looked at the theoretical twin of Earth and explored how it might fit in with a binary star system. Unlike our own solar system, such places have planets that revolve around two stars. They found out that in 87% of cases, those planets should be tilted similarly to Earth that in turn is thought to be an ingredient for a climate that favors the birth of complex life like ourselves or aliens. Those star systems are found throughout the universe, suggesting that at least some of them could serve as a home for planets where alien life looks up to see two suns in the sky. Single star systems like the one we live in actually appear to be more rare. Uh, Multiple star systems are common, and about 50% of stars have binary companion stars. So this study can be applied to a large number of solar systems, said Ganji Lee, the study's co-investigator and assistant professor at Georgia Tech's School of Physics, in a statement. The researchers began by examining how the Earth tilts compared with Mars's tilt. They found that our relatively mild changes in tilt Help make Earth a great place for life to begin and thrive, whereas the much more extreme variations on Mars helped destroy its atmosphere. So I, I once read a, <clears throat> talking
0: about Mars and, and their conditions. I once read an article that said that Mars used to be in a different orbit mm-hmm. around the sun, <clears throat> and something cataclysmic happened that pushed it into
1: its current orbit, mm-hmm. and that's what caused the downfall of Mars. It's possible. I mean, you know, they talk about um, you know the huge meteor. Uh, asteroid i mean what that asteroid belt may have been part of that like what what caused that
0: who knows well i mean it went on that same article does talk about the asteroid belt and the inner one and it said that it actually could have been a planet that broke up
1: right right that yeah i've heard that too that it used to be a planet um uh continuing on with this they then looked at how the earth might get on If it were situated in the system known as Alpha Centauri AB, which is our solar system's next door neighbor and is a binary star system made up of two stars known as A and B. Clever. The news was (laughs) pessimistic in that system, offering bad news for those who plan to send a space probe to the system in hope of finding life. We simulated what it would be like around other binaries with multiple variations of the star's masses, orbital qualities, and so on, said Billy Quarles, the study principal investigator and research scientist in Lee's lab. The overall message was positive, but not for our nearest neighbor. Hmm. So here's the thing. I, it's very egotistical for us to be looking for life to be created in the exact same situation that ours was in.
0: Uh, Yes. And I would also say that it's very um, lofty Mm -hmm. of us to look at anything outside of our own galaxy. We can't even travel outside
1: of our own solar system. Oh, I know. So it's like, why look there, you know? (laughs) We can't even travel to Mars yet. Right. So... (laughs) But I'm just like, we don't know what alien life needs to survive. We don't know what things could happen. You don't know that the core of a planet could be far hotter and it could create a different climate. I mean... There's
0: uh, Titan, I believe, is the uh, planet that has methane rain. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we, we immediately dismiss it as life can't exist there. But our definition of life couldn't exist there but there may be some other definition of life that we haven't yet yeah, understood. Yeah,
1: sure. I mean, you know, there could be some atmosphere that is completely different from oxygen, and they look at ours and go, "How does anyone live in this oxygen enriched right. environment?" Right.
0: So, I mean, <laughs> like, you think about it. The um, I think the other thing that's really interesting is is when you say alien life, nine out of ten people immediately think of like green men, mm-hmm. but alien life could just be bacteria. It could be plants. It could be animals. It doesn't have to necessarily be intelligent alien right. life. Just any other life than our own would be considered alien life.
1: Right. Right, yeah. Just because it's not human, uh, right. humanoid, right. doesn't mean that it's not life. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's what I had this week for spooky news. So good it, was, stuff. it was a really interesting week. A lot of news came out this week. Yep. So, yeah. Um, Uh, yeah, so moving straight into, uh, Creepy Ketchup Uh, yeah, I got a couple things, so let's let's go and get into that And this song is dedicated to Brad McQuarrie Creepy Ketchup
2: Creepy Ketchup Creepy Ketchup Creepy Ketchup oh it's creepy all right creepy ketchup
1: but no nah, it wasn't crazy crazy but man so monday i had to go to the bardstown um to teach okay and uh, uh ben my uh co-host of unhappy Unha- campers and runs in improv 502 um him and i worked that together he, he calls me up and he's like hey can you get there early and open up the doors well the way we have to open up the doors is go up through the theater upstairs because uh there's a code on the door which we have so uh anyway so i had to go up there and i was like oh well i'll go to the bathroom while i'm up here and like i go there and i'm taking a whiz uh and uh i hear and i'm like hey somebody's in here (laughs) you know (laughs) and i'm thinking it's it's the owner doug shutty right And, uh, or maybe Ben got there early. I, I didn't know, but yeah, I'm peeing. And so I I get done, I wash my hands. And, uh, as I'm like drying my hands off, I hear it again knock on the bathroom door. And I'm like, dang, man, this guy's really got to go. So I open the door. Nobody Nobody there.
3: Nobody.
1: (laughs) Nobody. Now, you know, the skeptic part of me says maybe doug was hammering something yeah. somewhere across the way and the pipes way the are, sound hit pipes but are I mean, popping who knows it sounded like yeah. a wooden door being knocked on by a fleshy hand like is what it it, it sounded well so let me like, ask you this if you're an
0: american when you're out of the bathroom and you're a, what are you while you're in the bathroom what
1: european <laughs> i feel bad for those those, are, <laughs> those guys, man. <laughs> That's where the year of pooping union comes in <laughs> um, Yeah, so that happened to me That was super weird And that made me, like, run downstairs Yeah, You know, like, I mean, it didn't feel like malevolent or anything like that But and... just somebody, the trickster But me. I've been there by myself, man And I'm like, I got there a little early So I knew I was going to be hanging out there by myself right. So, yeah, so that that's my creepy up. Do you have anything happening this week? Uh, nope I mean, I definitely had some crazy dreams But not enough to share um, but I mean, yeah, other, other than the uh, apparently just uh,
0: either, either I picked the uh, word out of your brain or I <laughs> or I pushed it
1: to you. Yeah, either way, either way, invasive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just a little light probing. All right. Well, that was creepy ketchup.
2: Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy up. Creepy ketchup. Y'all,
1: it's creepy. Alright, so that uh, that uh, closing song was also dedicated to Brad. Uh, <laughs> just a heads up, uh, we're gonna have Brad coming on, I believe, next week? Yes. Next week, Brad's gonna be back. He is, he is coming to say hello and kind of fill everybody in on where he's been and what he's doing, and we get to see the battle of the co-hosts um, <laughs> and see how that goes. Uh, no, we're excited to have him come in and uh, catch us up on what's going on with that, but this week we are talking Jailhouse Pizza. Yep, we are talking Jailhouse Pizza. So, you, me, my wife, your wife, and your two little bitties, yep, all went and got pizza at Jailhouse Pizza. Yep, and now I'd already heard it was pretty good pizza, and you know everybody that had been there, like, uh, you know, of course they're like, oh, it's it's haunted, but it's got good pizza. <laughs> And uh so we went there and it was a really nice place yeah. man like I,
0: so um a, a couple things for anybody who uh wants to go the uh you know it's in Brandenburg um <clears throat> I mean I don't know so the way that my GPS took me was through Indiana to Corridon, yep. and then you drive like 12 miles down this uh down a
1: lonely dark highway. Yeah, for you know? real, man. <laughs>
0: uh, and you go across the bridge, and then it's you're like right you're like right there. So, but I mean, it's um, so the drive, you know, leading up to getting there, was dark already, and it was like you're down this road that you can't see anything. So that kind of enticed the uh, oh yeah, the for factor. sure. It's
1: it's at it's on Main Street there, and it's like. Not far from the river. No. I mean, it's a little more than a stone's throw, but I mean, it's... it's, Well, it uh, depends on how strong you are, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're up on top of a hill, and there's like another... um, uh, What are those called? Uh, The monument. There's a monument across the street. I didn't get to see what it was. I think Uh, it's an obelisk. Yeah. it's an obelisk. And it had like four people around it, uh, statues. I didn't get, like I said, didn't get a chance to look at it. Um, but it looked pretty cool and we forgot we were gonna stop but we were like, yeah full-on pizza must go home well plus it was cold yeah it was it was freezing um, but we had fun and they let us walk around. you can yep. walk around yep. uh, go upstairs to see the jail cells there's some jail cells downstairs and uh, the ones downstairs have booths in them so you yep. can sit in there uh, right so next to the John.
0: What's really interesting is when you're looking at the building um, there's like the brick structure and then on the on the off the back of the brick structure, is like a what looks like an add-on, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, when we were sitting there eating, I remarked that likely that was built uh, later to accommodate the pizza parlor. Yeah. But in actuality, when I went back and looked at some images from earlier in the '70s and stuff, that was there. Really. So that as- that piece was. I mean, obviously still built on it. I some mean, it definitely.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a different structure type. Yeah. I mean, it was a, you know, big open space. Right. You know, that's wood, where the main dining hall is. Made out of wood as opposed yeah. to
0: brick. You know, so that sort of yeah. Yeah. Um
1: But yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. The people there were really accommodating and cool. Oh, yeah. And um, I, man, the pizza was really good. Yeah. We had
0: a really good time, man. Yeah, pizza was good. Uh, They didn't mess up my order, so that was all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With the double pepperoni. Yeah, (laughs) baby.
1: Uh, So, yeah, let's get into the history of this and stuff, man. So, I want to talk a little bit about,
0: first, about kind of the history of, you know, Mead County, the Mead County jails in in general. So, there's been four total.
1: So, this was. This was actually a jailhouse before it became a pizza place.
0: (laughs) Yep. It was uh, was actually sold in 1990 to uh, the gentleman who bought it. And now operates it as a as a pizza place, but prior to that, it was a jail. <clears throat> so, uh, this comes from the uh, visitmeadcounty. dot uh, org website, which is their uh, um, chamber of commerce tourist site for. Which shout out to them too. Yeah, like they they
1: are also very yeah, accommodating, very to helpful.
0: Us. Uh, we reached out to them for some information and details, and they were not he- not hesitant to, <clears throat> to provide. So, um, so. First of all, before Meade County was founded, uh, it was formerly part of Hardin and Breckenridge Counties. And so, um, you know, it, it finally they, they kind of stood it up um, and uh, near the courthouse, uh, usually convening in a large building in town, oftentimes a tavern, uh, the strong, secure storeroom or of a nearby cabin was used as the jail. Okay. So you know you got everybody's going to have a beer, and then they're getting, you know, judging. I don't. I assume jury because it's in the constitution. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know they're getting the trials and are heard and stuff, and then anybody that needs to be held over is held in, in a local cabin close by. Okay. Um, and actually the the uh, what's really interesting is the uh, penalties in these days uh, included um, corporal punishment. Like flogging and even branding
1: wow is that is that where Brandenburg comes from, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not
0: where the name of the town comes from <laughs> and so it's and not uh, Brandenburg no, actually uh the person who owned the tavern uh their last name was uh. I think Brandenburg or Brandon. Well,
1: or... I'm sure it wasn't Brandenburg <laughs> Well, you but... never know. <laughs> it was probably Brandon. Hi, my name is uh, Stefan Gearhart. City. Actually, uh... <laughs> it was uh,
0: the two story log tavern owned by Solomon Brandenburg.
1: Come on, get out of here! I'm
0: serious. I'm serious. I don't believe your research. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> this comes from the, uh, you know, tourism board. So you can. Oh, uh, well, uh, I believe them. Then you can take it up with them. So yeah, the um, the whole branding thing though is just, I guess it's kind of like the. Uh, <clears throat> so I don't know, the pirates of the Caribbean, you know, they had the <laughs> yeah. the P on their wrist or whatever to identify them as a pirate if they run right. into the. Now, granted, that's from the movie. I am assuming, though, some of that is based on sure. fact. I don't sure. know, but but I am sure that they did some type of identification of people just to let it be known that they were had a transgression. Right, that's yeah. kind of the the ongoing humiliation of being found guilty of a of a crime. Right. So in the uh in the town common, uh there would also be a whipping post, uh sunk in the ground with an iron ring affixed to it. Right. Where a mis- miscreant was tied and whipped. Um whipping was not a little thing. Um near Irvington, a woman was severely whipped causing her death. Yeah,
1: you you can. I mean, yeah. if not just bleeding to death. Right.
0: Or or even potentially um, um, in getting infected and things like that oh, after the Oh, yeah, fact. So, for sure. So they did occasionally use stocks. Uh, you know, if you think about it, you know, you got your arms and your head mm-hmm. sticking through there, and people can mock you and throw tomatoes and lettuce and whatever else that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that they do. Right. <laughs> um, again, just kind of continuing that ongoing uh, public ridicule of, of being caught uh, doing a crime. So on um, on October, on December seventeenth, eighteen twenty three is when Meade County was formed, and a, uh, formed from a part of Hardin and Breckenridge County.
1: Ooh, man, they're not far from their hundredth anniversary. Yeah. A little centennial action. Yeah, good for them. Um, I love Meade County, man. Well, is that where uh, Rough River I think is down in the area? Uh, not sure. Um, I the reason I love it is when I first moved to Kentucky. So this was 1994. My uncle. Uh, and me and my sister went for a drive we were like oh let's go explore yeah. you know let's go look and we ended up driving because we lived down the south end we ended up driving up to downtown uh and then we crossed the bridge and uh he's like well let's let's ride down the river and let's go until we can find a bridge back yeah and so we did we drove all the way down until we got to that bridge over there in brandenburg and we crossed over and as we crossed over we saw all these like lights and everything because the fairgrounds are right there and they were having the Meade County Fair yeah. and I had the best time I've ever had. This I saw my first demolition derby oh, man wow. like we had so much fun man like just just rides and and yeah. carnival food and demolition derby and had a blast man. That's awesome. And just found our way back because this was in the nineties. Ain't yeah. no GPS. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but yeah, I mean, I think also, I think Rough River is down. Either in Mead County or or maybe parts of Mead County. And so I remember going down to uh Rough River um and we stayed in a cabin.
1: Yeah, our buddy Tim's, right? Yep.
0: <clears throat> and um and we all thought it would be a really good idea um to to basically live off of uh bologna, uh eggs Whew. and That's bread. Not a good idea. <laughs> um and so after consuming that for like two meals, we also went over to the to the dam and decided Hey, remember when we were kids, we used to roll down the hill back. (laughs) So, so yeah, that was not a good idea either. But, you know, but that's just some really good experiences that happened there. And so, yeah, Mead County is great.
1: Looks like Hardin County is where we're looking. So not far. Okay. At all. Uh, That's what it's looking like. Okay.
0: So uh, bottom line, go visit Mead County.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, not far at all. Man, Hardinsburg is just north of there. And, uh, you know head on
0: over. So. Yep, get you some pizza and then go sit on the river.
1: Yeah. <laughs> go sit on the river. On the river like, right, right on top on it. of it. Yep. <clears throat>
0: That's what Jesus would do.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> did he do more than walk on it? I mean, like was he just like what laid if he out? he got tired? Was it like the OG waterbed, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um so yeah, a uh, court was held on East Hill in a two-story log tavern again owned by Solomon Brandenburg now named for Brandenburg.
1: Not Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday.
0: (laughs) Uh, While it can't be stated with certainty, uh, prisoners so dangerous they needed to be jailed were likely uh, lodged in the Hardensburg or Elizabethtown jails until 1825 when Meade County Jail was built.
1: Sure. Yeah, I would imagine that as well.
0: Now, this uh, Meade County Jail that was built in 1825, that was not Jailhouse Pizza. Oh, so <clears throat> that was a two-story log structure uh, with secure cells where prisoners awaiting trial were held.
1: So, so you're like, I gotta go to jail, but I'm going to the log cabin yeah. of prisons, right?
0: You know, it's like Abraham Lincoln's prison, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was ordered by the county court on October 4th, 1825, to be built on a lot uh, owned and purchased by a Willi- or from a William Fairley. I'm sure he sold it for a uh, great sum of money. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> the uh, jail was completed in April of 1826 and located a short distance south of the Log Tavern on East Hill. Uh, in the jail, there were quarters. Now, this is I found this very interesting. In the jail, there were quarters for the jailer and his family.
1: So they lived there. Yep. I mean, that makes sense back then. I mean...
0: Well, because
1: plus a small town they had small to, they had to
0: cook meals, they had to give you know make sure that the any of the prisoners had water and were fed right and so on and so forth, so it just made sense for them to constantly and of course to respond to potential you know emergency events or whatever the case may be, so
1: yeah i I guess that makes sense, especially in a small town, I mean you're not gonna have a huge staff, so so yeah, <laughs> um. The uh, disposition
0: of uh, prisoner cases might result in a fine, corporal punishment that we mentioned before, uh, sentence to time in jail or worse. Uh, Now I'm going to read this next piece here, but I I had some back and forth as to whether or not I was going to read it as as it was written, but I think it's I think it's important uh, to note. So in 1848, a, a slave girl named Lucy Hamilton was hanged for killing the son of her owner. Now, I don't want to get into the political aspects of that, but but I mean, it's... So, she was pregnant when she killed the man, and because of the resignations of the judge and foreman of the jury, she lived long enough to deliver the baby before she hanged. She was taken uh, in a cart from the jail on a 20-minute ride to a grove and um, hung... Right before she died, though, she handed her baby off to the sheriff's wife, I guess for for care. So that was only <clears throat> there. Only actually been two two hangings um, in Meade County. This was one of them.
1: Whew. Wow! So, yeah. Makes you wonder because I know that this is um, this is a, where that was was across the street from the high school. So I wonder if that was like if they ever saw like yeah. a spirit hanging or right. any of those things a lot of those hanging places are so just frightening
0: well just hang- hangings in general is just a very um i don't know i don't know the right word but it's just a very brutal uh, way to die
1: yeah it's awful i've been wa- i've been watching this um, documentary on netflix Uh, I can't remember the name of it offhand now But it's about this guy that was Accused of being Ivan the Terrible A uh, a gas chamber worker During the Holocaust And you know in the end you never do Know officially If he is or isn't because It's like on one hand he was acquitted Or I mean on one hand he was Found guilty I mean they took him to Israel He was living in Cleveland they took him to Israel because he looked just based Off this old picture that he looked like this guy and then He was acquitted later on because there was no Actual proof but then in his 90s He was you know like found guilty Again right but he died before his Execution but during the first execution Like I mean during the first Trial they were actively Building A hangman station inside This courthouse in Israel like and they were like there's footage Of them building this Mechanical huge they're spending All this money before the guys even like Found guilty yeah so in their minds They had resolved that it was- oh yeah Dude it, it, it's messed up and it, it, Even after watching it I still don't Know how I've- yeah <laughs> I still Don't know anyways yeah. But yeah hangings are just
0: yeah it's Just well it, because of the brutality of It um, the soul probably doesn't Have a chance to really reconcile with mm-hmm. Things and so yeah Um so, <clears throat> moving on a little bit, um, you know, the, it talks a little bit about um, some of the whipping uh, cr- for, for crimes that occurred, mm-hmm. and so, so first of all, whippings were were public, like they would, you know, yeah. tie you up in front of a crowd of people and yep. and do it. So, um, the last flogging uh, at Brandenburg's whipping post was <clears throat> publicly administered to three men. Uh, for the crime of stealing chickens. Now, you may think, is that really worthy of of, uh, flogging? But it goes on to say that in those days, people depended on chickens for food. Yeah. And so it was basically like you were st- stealing their livelihood. Yeah. Uh, so, it, you know, today, in, in today's terms, it would be like robbery or burglary. Right. Um, and so... I don't know what the common equivalent for whipping is, maybe it's time served in jail, I don't know, but um but it's probably I think at the time the punishment likely fit the crime, yeah,
1: or community service, I don't right, yeah I don't yeah, know. I don't
0: know what the yeah the the modern day uh, related item, so um the uh so it goes on to say that um. Occasionally, uh, the miscreant had a choice of taking the sentence of the court, uh, such as when Daniel Boone, I didn't know Daniel Boone was a judge in.
1: Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, I know he, of course, did a lot here in Kentucky. Yeah. So. But
0: I, this is like when I came across, like, wow, Daniel Boone, he's moved around a lot. Um, <clears throat> but he would uh, uh, make a statement that basically said, 10 and done are bound over uh, for appeal. So. You can either take your lashes and be done with it, or you can stay in jail while we review your case and then potentially
1: still get your 10 lashes. Yeah, it's like when my dad was like, do you want a whooping or do you <laughs> want two weeks grounding? <laughs> it's a tough choice. Yeah, it's like I can catch the whooping, but it's going to be bad. Well, it to be bad.
0: Yes, but in this example, it's do you want a whooping or do you want two weeks grounding and at the end of your grounding, we're going (laughs) to review again to see if we're still going to give you the whooping.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Putting it like that makes a big difference.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. um, Sometimes prisoners would choose the whipping post instead of being held over because being held over meant they couldn't work their farm, they couldn't ply their trade, so on and so forth. And, and, And in those times... I mean, that stuff was huge. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not today. Like, if you have to spend jail time today and you can't work your job, I mean, there are consequences that that kind of trickle down from having to do that. Right. Um, so <clears throat> what's interesting, too, is that the second jail uh, sometime later had a fenced animal pen. Uh, Where they would uh, pull in stray animals. So, kind of like. So,
1: they're animal services, like Dog Pound. Right. I mean, that makes sense to be a community, I mean, a government center. Right.
0: And I I wonder how much of that, um, you know, thinking about what we know now around the human psyche and how much uh, being able to take care of an animal has Mm -hmm. an influence or impact on how you view life. To have prisoners maybe have a responsibility of taking care of a stray dog or whatever may have had some type of a. Uh,
1: rehabilitation yeah. effect. Yeah, I mean, my dog Kenobi, we, so we rescued him from Kentucky in a pug rescue, which I highly recommend, um, but one of the things they do when they get any pug is they send them to what's called Pug Prison, and it's a prison in Illinois where they spend um, depending on the dog three months to a year working wow. with a prisoner that trains them. I mean, we have the prisoner's journal like of every day he's supposed to write down the things that he did and blah, 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 and, and it's interesting because there was like a two-week period where he stopped journaling because obviously he got sent to the hole or something because yeah. there was another guy that had to work and he said hey you know the other guy got in trouble yada, yeah yada. and then in the end like the guy was like this dog has become my best friend he's just like i'm sad to lose and i'm like they don't allow us to know who they are right. or i would send pictures but yeah i mean he just talked about how that was the best thing huh. in the world was having this dog to work with you know and it made him want to keep his stuff together. Yeah,
0: I mean there's there's a show I think on TLC called Pitbulls and Parolees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the same thing when you have a parolee and you give them a responsibility yeah. and they're less
1: likely to maybe fall back into that life. Uh, sadly, the uh, the the main murderer in the Shonda Sherr case who just recently got released, I saw a documentary that she was on and that's what she's been doing. She's been working with animals this whole time. It's been part of her rehabilitation. Mm. Um, and uh, she wanted, to, when she got out, I mean, that was the thing she wanted to continue to do. So huh.
0: So yeah, um, there was a dog pound at the jail. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So before August of uh, 1854, a new jail was built. Okay, so so this is is, this this is the the second second jail. jail. Okay, so the first one we have a two-story log cabin. Now we have the second jail. Uh, All we really know about it, it it was it was a brick structure.
1: So this also is not jailhouse pizza.
0: Correct. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so it was a brick structure. Um, the court ordered the old log jail lot in Stray Pitton uh, be sold. It brought $27 to the county treasury. Woo! Now, I went ahead and went, because I I always found it really interesting to look at, like an inflation calculator. To see what that would equate to today. So, in today's dollars, it would be $827. (laughs) So, not really. Still not great. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, um, when you think about it, it probably sits on maybe an acre of land. That's a really Mm -hmm. cheap acre. So, um, little is known, though, about the second jail, other than... In 1858, there was an armed attack on it by Indiana men bent on freeing three Hoosiers, hailed uh, <laughs> without bail or court dates for 14 months. Wow. Uh, Horace Bell and his brother John, after arming themselves, rowed a boat uh, across the river to Brandenburg and attacked the jail.
1: We shall take the jail down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The jailer was in uh, Garnetsville, as well as half the population of Brandenburg, attending a barbecue. It still happens, people. It's <laughs> st- it still happens yeah. out in western Kentucky. It still happens. Yeah. Um, so they, they freed John and Horace's father and brother and held off an armed party of men with gunfire while they made their escape to Indiana. Um. It also held uh, some famous uh, Confederate uh, guys. Marcellus? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Marcellus Jerome Clark. Uh, it has an alias of Sue Munday. Mint- Sue mm-hmm. I'm familiar with that, yeah. So it, it, it threw me off because Marcellus sounds like a man's name,
1: but then Sue sounds like... It a- is, but Sue is part of the, the alias.
0: Okay. So. All right. Um, and then another Confederate... Uh, was logged in jail by the name of Henry Midkiff. Um, this uh, jail was the scene of the second legal hanging in Meade County on February 18th, 1889, uh, with an, where they hung a, an axe murder. which will, I've got an actually story about that, so we'll get to that here in just a minute. All
1: right. All um, right. So, quick question: uh, These jailhouses, these two, were they at least on the same spot that Jailhouse Pizza was? Or so? Actually, I've got to back up a little bit because my my,
0: my, my news story here says that uh, this is the building where Jailhouse Pizza was. But actually, I've, I found that there was a second one built. Jailhouse Pizza was the third one because I used the bricks from the second one to build Jailhouse Pizza. Hmm. So I must have missed something here in my in my. Um, in my research, but there was actually... So, the Jailhouse Pizza building was the third third building, second brick building. There is a fourth one now that stands up on top of the hill that they use today. Okay. So, um, they did use bricks from the second building to build the building that is now Jailhouse Pizza. Okay. Um, they also, although I couldn't find evidence that this was the case... They also did, uh, I'm sure, use other things from even the previous log cabin jail that they would have still been relevant, relevant so, or yeah. viable, like maybe some of the sail parts or right, whatever, the iron was to, bars the right or so on. It's okay, sure. But um, but you know, I even got a note here where it says bricks from the second jail building were used in th- the construction of the 1906 building. The 1906 building is the one that is jailhouse pizza.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: So, the 1906 building um, was built for a total cost of $7,947. All right. That's not bad for a building. No. I didn't do that uh, translation to see what that would look like from 1906 to current dollars, but I'm still, it's probably not a huge number. Yeah, And it operated until 1976. In 1990, it was sold... And it and became Jailhouse
1: Pizza. Right. So then uh, the, the, the new Jailhouse is a different place, the fourth one.
0: The fourth one is a completely different yeah, place. Yeah, completely. That makes it's, more sense. It's up on top of the hill uh, close to the new courthouse. Right. Because, and you say, well, why is there a new courthouse? Why is there a new courthouse, Josh? <laughs> well, in 1974, there was an F5 tornado. sure that destroyed the courthouse and about half of Brandenburg.
1: Dang, didn't they have one like twenty years later too? Like 21, 22 years old Because uh, it was like ninety five, ninety six. But I don't think it was like enough five. Minute, no, it was. It was like it? destroyed most of Brandenburg because I saw it from my porch at my house. Dad and I could see hmm. it. Like um it yeah, it knocked out a bunch. So it's just weird that it was like twenty some years later. I do
0: want to talk a, a little bit about the tornado. I'll get to there in just a minute because it's I think it's relevant. Yeah. So <clears throat> one last couple things here. There was some notable prisoners of the uh, jail that is now Joe House Pizza, and that was Hank Williams Sr.
1: Shut up, tearing my beard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, the uh, uh, John Hunt Morgan of Morgan's, Morgan's Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Outlaw's Jesse and Frank James were guests of the Old Mead County Hotel, which was across the street from the jail.
1: Hey, Everywhere, Everybody in Kentucky's got a Jesse James story. Oh, yeah. Everybody.
0: I think uh, our friend uh, uh, Thorny, who who came on the show, um, he once told me uh, that he is related to Jesse James.
1: I'm, I'm sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's related to George Washington, Washington Snoopy, yeah. everybody. Snoop Dogg, everybody. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um. All right. So uh, moving on to the tornado. So to this day, this is the um, uh, most. I'm trying to think the deadliest tornado. Yeah. To hit the U.S. Oh, um, really? It it killed um, thirty, one people, twenty eight from Brandenburg alone. <sighs> Jeez. Um, it was at the time that it um uh, it, it first formed as an f three grew to an f four and by the time it hit Brandenburg, it was an f five
1: jeez, they call it a super outbreak
0: um it um the twister was probably extremely wide beneath a very low cloud base um, may have looked more like a solid wall of cloud. imagine that a solid wall of cloud coming at you. Rather than a slender funnel that most people associate with tornadoes.
1: Yeah, just heads up, after an hour after the Brandenburg tornado, that same super spell spawned an F uh, supercell spawned an F four tornado that hit Louisville. Oh. So Louisville got hit pretty bad too. Touched down at the Kentucky Fair and Exposition Center and destroyed a ton of the barns and part of Freedom Hall. Oh, well. The same supercell, so yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so it says the storm that hit Brandenburg area destroyed one hundred and twenty eight homes, thirty businesses, and of course the uh, the courthouse, which prompted the uh, the building of the the new courthouse. The track, or so so for the what they call the the eat path, you know what the tornado mm-hmm. uh, tore up, was twenty four hundred feet wide. To give you context, there's like what fifty three hundred feet in a mile, so yeah. it's like a half a mile wide. Have. Um the tornado crossed the Ohio River.
1: God can you imagine that water I have seen water spouts when I lived in Florida. Um, I would sit in this balcony that overlooked the beach in Seaside Florida and you could see little storms and stuff yeah. all the time and I saw two touch and hit the water and become water spouts. Lasted like thirty seconds at the max, but it was crazy. But man. so when
0: it crossed the river it was F four strength, so still great you know, hugely strong. But then it quickly dissipated over Southern Harrison County.
1: Jeez, this says that the Brandenburg tornado is the only F5 in Kentucky history. Wow. Yeah. Ever. That, that's nuts, man. So um,
0: I'm sure the um, I, you know this is a touchy subject. I know, but I'm, I'm sure that maybe some of the, the spirits of those folks in the in that were caught in that absolutely. Um, so. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit and get over into. Yeah, let's get into the spooky stuff the spooky instead of the downer <laughs>
1: stuff. I mean, so, we're running low on time anyway, so let's do it, baby.
0: All right. So the uh, this these uh, stories come to us uh, courtesy of uh, Gerald Fisher of the Mead County uh, History Museum and Annie Hamilton, the director of Mead County Tourism. Thanks, I, guys. Again, super helpful. I really appreciate it. So, the Ashcraft Hotel. Uh, This used to stand across the street from the Joe House. One day in 1858, a man named Stanley Young saw his former uncle, Marsh, speaking with Dr. Owings and Attorney Walter Gresham of Court. Marsh had killed Stanley's father in Cordon, Indiana, nine years earlier, and Stanley swore to avenge his father's death. Sensing he had the opportunity, he crept up the back stairs of the hotel, quietly slipped onto the balcony. Taking careful aim, he shot down into Marsh's head, killing him instantly. Stanley ran to the courthouse where the horses were tied and made his escape never to be seen in this area again. Later, he escaped capture and came back to Kentucky, changing his name to Bill Marion. Marion. Some say when the moonlight is right, the ghost of William Marsh can be seen on the sidewalk facing the vacant lot, his lips moving as if he's speaking to someone.
1: That's good. That's good.
0: So if we are uh, able to get out there and do an investigation uh, sometime, we should do some time outside. Oh, Oh. for
1: sure, for sure. Can I do the next one? Go for it. Go back and forth on these bad boys. This one uh, is about James Ross. Uh, Let's see here.
2: This jail was built in 1882 with the new courthouse, now destroyed in the 1974 tornado. On April 6, 1888, James Ross killed Benedict Rhodes of Flaherty with an axe. Rhodes was a prosperous farmer who lived alone near the Big Spring community. He was found brutally murdered. Sheriff Rawling found an axe smeared with blood, whiskers, and brain matter. An onlooker commented the axe was like one owned by James Ross. Ross was a man who sometimes did farm work and Flaherty. Sheriff Rawlings began inquiring about Ross and his friends. Finally, in the northwest area of Meade County, Ross was arrested on suspicion of murder. He soon confessed and was sentenced to hang. He was given two trials. The first and second juries found him guilty. After the second trial, he was sentenced to death. Ross filed another appeal, but it was denied. Governor Buckner set his execution date. While awaiting execution, a fence 20 feet high was built between on each end between the jail and the courthouse where the witnesses would gather. Ross was led out the front door of the jail to the gallows and up the steps. Sheriff Rowling and Deputy Wolfolk walked with him. He stood on the trap, bent down, and for some reason untied his shoes. The sheriff tied him, placed a hood over his face and noose around his neck. On a signal, the trap was sprung, and after hanging for 21 minutes, his body was cut down, and Ross was pronounced dead.
0: So, a couple interesting things. In my research, I found that A, the sheriff built the gallows for this hanging. They were right outside of the jailhouse.
1: All right, so he's so, a carpenter as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, what you like? Uh, anyways, um, and then after hanging for twenty one minutes, that's a long. That's a long, long time. time.
1: Why did he untie his shoes? I don't know. And then I'm like, man, like if I'm out there and some dude's like, hey man, can you help me tie my shoes? <laughs> I'm running. I'm run- <laughs> Actually, he'd probably be like, because he choked for twenty one minutes.
2: But, hey, brother, gonna help
1: yeah. me tie my shoes. I'm gone. Yeah. I'm gone. All right.
0: The uh, This one's called The witchcraft Suicide.
1: In the
3: late 1890s, a man named Buck Paget lived with his family in a shack in Paradise Bottoms. He killed his wife with an axe. He then took a straight razor and slit his own throat. So, he believed in witches and demons. And accused his wife of hexing him by putting Indian turnips in his food. He was known to be a hard worker, but because of his mean-spirited personality, he was unliked. His wife and children were verbally and physically abused and pitied by their neighbors. When he arrived home one day, after visiting his family in Bullock County, he sent his children on errands and murdered his wife with the axe. After seeing what he had done, he attempted suicide with his razor. However, he did not cut deeply enough to cause his death, but lost a great volume of blood. He was found later by his teenage son, who told the constable, who in turn sent for the sheriff. The sheriff and coroner waited until the next day to move him to Meade County Jail. The killer's reputation was so well known that the feeling against him, so harsh, one of his neighbors volunteered to help him by finishing the suicide, Buck Began. That night in jail, his wound opened, and he died from his suicide attempt.
1: Yeah, dude is haunting that place for sure. For sure, yeah, for sure. Yep. I mean, already the guilt of murdering his family and then surviving and right. then dying horribly, slowly like that in a jail cell. Ugh.
0: Well, I mean, the blood loss alone, just the, <clears throat> I mean, just the pain and agony associated with that type of death. I mean, just is going to be horrible.
1: God, that story's awful, man. Like, it, it, and it's funny because it's, like, it talks about, like, the witchcraft suicide, but it's, like, it's barely touched barely, upon. yeah. You know? The only
0: part of the witchcraft is that he thought his wife was hexing him.
1: Right, so that, that to me, says he didn't believe in demons and witchcraft <laughs> as much as he thought that his, right. his family was, but, I mean, who knows? You know, like, God, did he think that his wife was possessed? Was she possessed? Yeah. Like, who? Was Was he? he, Was he possessed? Was he possessed? Yeah. Man, that's a creepy story, man. And then the kid, too? Like, man. Coming home uh, to find
0: your, well, number one, the gruesome part of being murdered with an axe. I mean, that's that's gruesome alone. So you come home, you find that your mom has been murdered by your dad with an axe, and your dad's laying on the floor bleeding out. I mean, that's just, that's
1: horrifying. uh, Yeah, it almost makes you wonder at first if if he thought his dad had been attacked as well. Right, yeah. Like, wonder how that came out, like, that it...
0: You know, I, I came home and my mom and dad had been attacked. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the, probably the way it was
1: reported. At first, At yeah. first, yeah. And then they find the, the razor in his hand. Right. Jeez, oh, man. Whew. All right, there's another one here. This is the last one we got. Here is the pauper cemetery. Directly down the street from the jailhouse... And on the riverfront is the old Popper Cemetery. From time to time, bodies of people who fell in the river and drowned were found washed on shore in Brandenburg. The town marshal or sheriff would telegraph a description to cities upstream, such as West Point and Louisville. The body would be buried and sometimes reinterred elsewhere when next of kin claimed it. A low lying area near the river was designated the Popper Cemetery indicating others might be buried who were unable to afford a grave elsewhere. Many bodies were buried, and few had markers. Those that did had them washed away by the annual flooding. No one can say exactly where these graves are located, but bodies still rest along the riverbank, and spectral forms are sometimes seen at night. Oh, I'd want to do an investigation there, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, in pauper cemeteries are also known as a way... To deal with criminals as well that yep. have been executed, that they, yep. they have no family or right. you know whatever, they would they would just toss them in a popper's grave. And in fact, there are some uh, criminal graveyards that are out there. Uh, I don't know as much here as much as in England, but yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, um, needless to say, a lot of stuff going on at uh, at Jailhouse Pizza. So <laughs> go get some pizza. Listen for some ghosts um yeah I, I I really really do want to try to get out there and do an investigation sometimes that'll, that'll be yeah
1: so uh, if you guys are listening um, we would like to do an investigation <laughs> um but yeah no we're we're very interested in this 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 was such a great dive into this and I'm sure we haven't even scratched the surface yep. I, mean, I know we say that a lot but it's true yep. um like I said with the dive into the Mead county I mean Mead County itself is just filled with horror stories i mean like these these hauntings and scary things and all that jazz like Whew.
0: yep so yeah it um it was a uh it was an interesting uh research item uh just d- kind of digging into the history of everything and then um you know those couple of stories that that were given to us but i'm sure that there are people who have a lot more stories than uh, than what we're able to find and so obviously if anybody listening has any story about jill house pizza we'd love to hear about it um in fact i reached out to the owner to see if if he had any stories uh, unfortunately i didn't uh, get a response back in time to be able to have for the show but um uh, but yeah i mean i <clears throat> i'd love to hear any uh any stories that folks have about um you know maybe spirits they've seen or or just unexplained events that's happened at um uh, at, at jill house pizza or, or in the area of jill house pizza um yeah, I'd love to, love to hear about it. And as a reminder, you can send us those at uh, fairskatepodcast at gmail dot com.
1: That's right, or even just drop them uh, as a message on our Facebook page yep. or on Twitter. Hit us up with a direct message. Uh, any of that stuff, like send us. We're on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Um uh, But yeah, speaking of listener stories, we uh, we've got one uh that's kind of creepy. Yep. Uh, I mean as they all are, of course. Um but this one like I said I reached out to some folks on uh the haunted history of Kentucky and uh was pretty lucky to find some good stuff on there. People are pretty open on there. Thank you to everyone there uh for willingness for to that. share. Yeah. Yeah, for that. Um But yeah, this one comes from, what is her name? Uh, Judy Lindsay. This comes from Judy Lindsay straight off of uh, Haunted History of Kentucky. When I was about eight years old, my sister and I were told to gather some pears from a tree at a house that we had once lived in. Being young and curious, we went in the old empty house to look around. Nothing much was there until we headed up the old steps to the attic. Halfway up the steps, I stopped. I saw a woman sitting in a chair, and I heard a baby crying. There was this bright light around them, so it was hard to make out the exact form. I don't know how long I stood there watching. It was like I was stunned or in shock. When I looked around, my sister was gone. I ran to the window that we had used to get in, and she was outside. When I got out there, I asked her why she left me, and I said, couldn't you hear her? Didn't you hear the baby cry? She said she had not seen or heard anything. Years later, my sisters and I went back. I took pictures of where I had seen this. The first pic looks like a face showing up in the same spot. This is why I believe in ghosts. Ghosts. So yeah, yeah.
2: That's so her. What, so
1: her sister didn't expect. I'm like, uh, at first I thought she was gonna be like, "My sister said she wasn't even in the house yeah. with me," and I was gonna or be like, like, "Oh God,"
0: or like, uh, you know, I was looking for you everywhere. You were gone for 15 minutes. Like, oh yeah, that yeah. Been, that
1: would have been yeah. even creepier. But,
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's that's what I mean. I would I would have interesting to hear what the uh, what the sister recalled for. You know why did why did she. Go- why did she go outside without her sister? Without her sister, like, right.
1: leave her there. Yeah, I mean, I guess they split up. But, yeah, it's like, man, baby's crying.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, it, and it makes me wonder. I mean, I'm I'm sure this is the case. But if you have residual haunting, I'm assuming that <clears throat> whether there are people there or not, things are still happening in, yeah, in a space. For sure. Um, but if you have an intelligent haunt, I wonder if the activity picks up or declines if there's no... Uh, other uh, Presence around yeah.
1: I don't know it, I'll tell you what though It makes me wonder what happened With that woman crying And then the baby crying oh, yeah. and, and just Just strange Like man I uh, um, I wish you uh, if you remember, if, if Judy, if you're listening, if you remember where that was, like, did you ever get a chance to look into the history of that yeah. house? You know, like, was something happening there? God, I would love to research that. Well, she, alone, you know, you she know? said
0: she went back and took a picture, and there was like a face, face in the picture. In it, yeah. So, yeah, um, I, I bet you there's there's some great history
1: for that place. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, that's our listener story. Once again, please, 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 please send those into us. Uh, fearscape podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Send us those stories. Or, uh, if I find you, give me permission. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's what I want. I want your permission to read those. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we gotta start to get out of here. So, um, jailhouse pizza, get out there. It's in Brandenburg, Kentucky. It's on one twenty-five main street. Uh you can go to their website Jailhousepizza.com Uh they have A prisoner's pardon challenge Uh which I have a banana shaped stomach So I can't do it (laughs) uh but it Is I'm very interested in this though I would Have totally done this back in the day with Justin Uh Two people, 12 pounds of pizza, and 60 minutes. Yeah. A team of two people has 60 minutes to complete the entire pizza to receive the ultimate jailhouse pizza fame. This pizza is 30 inches big, weighing in at approximately 12 pounds, and your team has 60 minutes to stomach the whole pie.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I got to tell you, you know, as someone who ate there just recently, the dough is just so thick and, yeah. and, and, and fluffy. So, do, I mean, just just a pizza with no toppings would be hard with just the dough.
1: Yeah. So if you complete the challenge, your meal is absolutely free, and you get a photograph placed on the... Uh, Jailhouse Pizza Hall of Fame If you fail to complete the challenge And suffer the death row sentence Of paying the bill and being sent to the wall of shame Cost if not finished Is $60 to perform the challenge And you will also receive Two Jailhouse Pizza t-shirts Whether you finish or not nice. So at least you're going to get two t-shirts right. like, so, I attempted I, the <laughs> Yeah I attempted that Also, uh, They also do ghost tours as well Uh, You can check out their ghost hunts They do uh, Let's see here Food is not included people Okay, Food is not included Though it does seem like they might be giving you some drinks Like some cokes and stuff Uh, But yeah you can do a ghost hunting package It looks like zero to six guests You can get in for a hundred bucks and do a couple hours Overnight Uh, Looks like four hours Um, Looks pretty cool, man. Yep, looks pretty cool. I'm pretty excited. Jailhouse Pizza, we love you. We had such a great time there. Great pizza. Great pizza. Uh, Like I said, jailhousepizza.com. You know, they're open Tuesday through. uh, No, yeah, Tuesday through Sunday. They're just closed on Monday, like good people are. Uh, But yeah, I guess we're gonna get out of here. Go visit Jailhouse Pizza. Um, let us know if you guys had any stories While there Yep. Um, and so on that We're going to get out of here And uh, yeah I guess I guess that's it This has been <laughs> Fearscape I hate leaving man This has been Fearscape uh, on 100.9 FM WCHQ uh, As well as DestinationComics.com You can visit uh, our podcast As well as all the other DNN podcasts At DestinationComics.com Slash DNN uh, And on that I have been Stefan and I will catch you on the flip side This has been Josh. The truth is out there. And uh, as always, people, don't forget to grab those blankets and hold them tight. Good night, everybody. Good night.
0: I had a friend named Bill Camel. He used to rob,
2: steal, and gamble. And on the side he had begged, so he mopped up. I told him he shouldn't do it. And
0: Camel told me he knew it. So he started begging with a bucket instead of a cup. He's in the jailhouse now.
2: He's in the jailhouse
0: now. He's in the jailhouse now.
2: He's
0: in the now. Well, Campbell flubbed his tub
1: when he wore a tuxedo to the country club. He's in the jailhouse now. He's in the jailhouse now.